0: Hi, and welcome to show number 43 of the El Cafcita Travel Talks, a podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I'm your host. First of all, I'd just like to apologize to everyone for the delay in putting out the show. Things will be back on track for the next few weeks, and I'll continue to put out weekly shows. For this week, I have a father and son who are farmers from northern US, and they decided to take their winter break even despite the COVID and all the different things that are going on, to come to Ecuador and share a father and son moment. But before we start, I'd just like to remind you that if you'd like to contribute to this show through donations, please take a look at the podcast notes to see how you could do that. On our Facebook page, you can find the written stories. And if you're someone who likes to write or have an idea for future podcasts, please send me an email to to elcafsitotraveltalks at gmail.com. Any comments or observation about the show could also be sent to that same email, which is lcalcitatraveltalks at gmail.com. For now, please get yourself a cup of tea or a coffee and enjoy today's show.
1: My name is Brian Eltonen. We are visiting from the United States, Michigan. I'm here with my
2: son. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I am Alec, and I'm traveling with my dad right now, who you just heard. And yeah, we're just two farmers from. Northern Michigan that just got here in Ecuador not too long ago. It must be like, what is this, our third day? This is our third day, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm excited to talk to you guys because it's like, there's a lot of stories here, okay? First of all, we're gonna talk a little bit about why you decided to travel COVID, why the father and son team of traveling together, also a little bit about what was happening back home with the farm industry, so I guess we'll start right into it. So let's talk a little bit about your background of travel. So each one if you could just explain to me a little bit about what your travel experience were previously to this. Do you want to go first?
1: I'll go first.
0: <laughs> uh this is Brian.
1: My travel experience as I as a a child, I just we you know, we just basically a Florida fishing trip annually. That progressed into maybe skiing trips around the States. Basically I just was re- you know, we, we visited the United States. We didn't go out of the country. So this is a very new experience for me. I've never been out of the North American continent. I've been to Mexico. That's my travel experience. I, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy the people, the activities, the scenery. It's, uh, and it's just exciting for me to, to be here.
0: Okay, actually, what I'm going to do for the rest of the interview, I'm going to call you father and son. I'm going to say dad and son. Yeah, uh, Just so that people who are listening to us could sort of get an idea of um, which part, uh, who's speaking and which part is speaking. Does that sound fine? That sounds fine. Okay, great. Okay, so, son, (laughs) what's been your travel experience? Yeah, so,
2: well, I originally started traveling and uh, I think, I mean, the first time I left the country, it was definitely just a trip that we went to like one of those all-inclusive resorts in mexico right just like you you get to mexico you fly in and you stay at the resort the whole entire time and i went with my parents of course on a spring break uh you know just for a week on the what was that the west coast of mexico yep yeah it was um yeah i can't remember the the exact name of the town then we went to yeah cancun a few times after that and that's really how i just got started but that's not the real traveler like you get the real experience out of it it's just a bunch of westerners staying in an all-inclusive resort and then, yeah, like, so my sister, it's just me and my sister who are, who my parents had. And she started doing these high school trips and she got to go to Europe. Uh, where else did she? It was Australia, Australia New Zealand. And yeah. so she, she's five years younger than me. And she got, she started traveling like way before me and I got kind of jealous. So I said, well, then I'm going to take my own trip. So I just signed up for a backpacking trip and that was the one that I took where I originally met you, okay, which was just like short stint in Colombia, Ecuador, Peru. And then I did some backpacking trips since then. Yeah, and I put in a lot of time. Just solo backpacking mainly, and I traveled with some friends, did some work in Australia, and
0: yeah. Okay. And then we're going to talk a little bit again about when we first met and the differences between travel here and there now. So basically you were the one that provoked this trip uh, to get your father out there traveling? Yes, yes, yes. So like... So tell us about that. How did you... Okay. Well,
2: first you got to kind of understand like my system for the past few years has been, we're farmers from Michigan. So in the summer... We have to hustle. Like, you just, like, there's no free time and, you know, no time to enjoy it. But in the winters, we get a lot of snow. There's nothing growing, there's nothing going on. So we get six free months in the winter. So I just started, when I graduated from university, I just, you know, worked my butt off in the summer, saved up all that I could. And then I went in the winter. I used all the months I had, like, all six months just travel. And I did that for, Three years in a row, up until now, when coronavirus was happening, and I got cut off, I couldn't, I couldn't go abroad, and um, just because travel was shut down, and you know, and it was just missing. But so, I wanted to start up winter travel again. So my dad, I was he, I was talking to him, and he decided to actually go on like an eleven day trip to Ecuador with me. And I was like, three, three weeks before we came here, let's book
0: the flight and do it. Okay, so Dad, you're supposed to be the responsible one. <laughs> okay. yeah. I guess people are listening out there, going, "Okay, so how did you get your son to convince you during COVID when a lot of people are saying that we should not be traveling? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, like when we first started talking,
1: you know, I've I've been kind of jealous of his travel over the years. So, mm-hmm. when and when we first started talking about this trip, kind of the COVID thing was going in the right direction as far as it, it felt like it anyways in the States, you know, that it was going in the right direction where we could we could probably do this safely, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda and then shortly after we booked our trip, and after the holidays is when things really Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, it, it kinda spiked again. So we were we were quite worried, but we just felt we could we could take precautions and protect our own health and other people's health and we thought we could do it.
0: Responsibly, okay, that's a good way to do it. You know, people yeah. should know that if they're planning a trip like this, that definitely you can do it, but you have to think of it as protecting yourself and protecting others yes. along yeah. the way. Along the way, first few days here in Ecuador, first time on the Southern Hemisphere, first time outside of the continent, uh, North America. What's been some of your first impressions? Like, what's been?
1: Just my first impression is just the natural beauty of the area. It's. Um, you know, we started on a coast, the Pacific Coast. We traveled up, up here, and just the scenery and the, just the beauty of the place, the mountainous scenery, and and just the, the people seem to be just down to earth. Everybody's been over, the, you know, just uh, very accommodating. I don't speak the language, <laughs> but Alec does, um, he, so he's been kind of the
2: lead your yeah. translator the translator yeah. the, <laughs> the guy he's, he's so far he's kept me out of trouble so i appreciate that but well, um, yeah i'll right. just say like one of the decisions that came into it is this is ecuador is a very like welcoming place for first time travelers mm-hmm. like especially for people from the us they use the same currency as us the spanish is friendly enough where there's no like real slang and people can speak clearly so i'm not the best at spanish but i can get around here pretty easily and you know it's the same time zone as us back home mm-hmm along with the COVID thing too there was an opening where Ecuador is allowing tourism again and safety was kind of our primary thing so like all the factors kind of lined up and like we just you know bit the bullet yes which
0: and what's it like taking the role of the that to follow the role now because you're usually the one that's leading you're the father you're the and now you're in a situation yeah. where you're relying on him to make sure he doesn't translate incorrectly yeah. for you he doesn't does <laughs> know, know what i'm saying as long as <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as he remembers that i'll i'll uh, take charge when we get home on the farm so uh, exactly right? So, yeah. but I'm, I'm happy to to uh i'm happy to be be the uh secondary person here i i you know i trust uh alec and that he'll get us home safely and keep us out of out of trouble. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm it seems natural.
0: Okay. So, yeah. And maybe I should have asked this question before, but as Alex just said a few minutes ago, your wife and you have a daughter, what did your other family members have to say? To well, you, your other relatives about <laughs> this, is like, this trip, that,
1: that Elise, our, uh, my daughter, she was, well, my wife too. They, they were excited for us yet concerned, mm-hmm. you know, especially my, uh, Alex's mother, Christine, she, uh, she is uh, a mother, so she's concerned about us, but um, she's dealing. She's, she's, um, she's dealing. I like yeah, that yeah. part. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I'm going to yeah. tell her that you're fine. You're
0: safe. Yeah, you're you're yeah. healthy in front of me. Yeah. So that will help. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Yeah. She's been, swimming. she's been supportive. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just, so there And was, the neighbors, uh, neighbors are always nosy and always, you know, to... <laughs> uh, or you didn't tell I the don't neighbors. Think,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, this no. was kind of. Yeah, we don't, I don't know, just uh, close friends know that we're here and family. Okay. Okay.
0: Now, now everybody knows. That's all right. (laughs) We'll be home by then. It's it's not public. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Or they don't listen to podcasts, your neighbors. No. So, yeah.
2: Well, before coronavirus hit, my sister and I, who is a traveler, uh, we planned to go to Patagonia. Mm -hmm. And then when things got shut down, we couldn't go. So... I'm just happy that, you know, we got to do this, which is kind of like it's itching my South America scratch because I love this place. You know, like all the countries down here that I've traveled to, I've really enjoyed. And yeah, it's just a good time down here. You yeah. know, I'll add that um, as we were first talking about trying to do something,
1: everything kind of pointed towards Ecuador. So, so okay. like a first for me, it's it's a it's more of a a good place for a first time. Backpack traveler, you know, and I and I got my uh, son that I'm traveling with, and and so he'll. It's uh just it. Ecuador is
0: our first choice. Okay. okay actually you mentioned to me also not only that it's their first time in the southern hemisphere outside of north america south america i've probably repeated that a few times already but that it's the first time you've ever stayed in a hostel
1: yes uh-huh. yeah.
0: and i know that we're not having the current hostel experience like we normally have yes <laughs> okay yeah. what are your thoughts on that or maybe yeah. i i'm impressed
1: i mean at uh i i just didn't know what to expect you know i i'm i'm Alec was telling me stories about, you know, how he hooked up with other travelers, and then they, they went around as a group and stuff like that, and and, um, and it's just it's not the same, and he's he's voiced that too. It's just it's a different experience. Yet he's been here before, and and you've been more than willing to um, help us along, you know, point us in the right direction. So I'm impressed. I mean, it's it's
0: it's uh, easy. It's easy. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Son, just so that <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds worth saying, yeah. son. But uh, <laughs> so you've been traveling before in hostels, and give give people a little bit of explanation of what you see the difference between before yeah. and after with hostels before and after coronavirus, yeah. or even like, just uh, here yeah. at the cafecito. Yeah, so so that they get I an st- idea I, of what I happening. stayed in this hostel
2: <laughs> that you manage here in Cuenca. It was three years ago. It was in 2018, and, and around the same time, it was uh, middle of February last time i was here it was packed there was every single bed was almost booked up it was a very social atmosphere and now we're the only ones staying in the hostel you know it's just me and my dad which you know we're fine with
0: we didn't come down here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. they're gone gone now and so uh, we didn't come down here for the social aspect of it i love the social aspects of hostels hostels where you get to meet other travelers and last time i was here i was the only american that was in the hostel for most of my stay here and yeah, I, I didn't come down here for the social aspect, but I do love hostels in that regard. And I, I hope one day that it can return to normal and- Well, let's hopefully that yeah, happens soon. Yeah, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not done
0: with travel, so yeah. I hope there's some good hostels in my future. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take us back a little bit now. Let's talk a little bit about what was happening at home as far as farming and how, how the last few months or the last year has been for you. Well, it's been a roller coaster,
1: really. We we really when the um, we also on our farm have a um, a winery. We specialize in hard cider, and um, and we just you know we got shut down. Um, the farm was idle anyway, and we just didn't know what to expect. And we ended up selling a small portion of our our farm to offset the kind of or kind of piggy bank some. Some funds to maybe make it through the summer okay. um, in the growing season and the harvest season and all that, and we just didn't know what to expect. The farming, actually, in agriculture in general in the states, really it's kind of odd to say, but it really benefited from COVID. I mean, people were taking our products and just taking them to their own kitchens and preparing food for their families, and it was really kind of an odd situation. But you know, we, we have a couple of retail farm markets that we own, and um, it really. I mean, it was an unfortunate situation for everyone, except, you know, we we did benefit from from additional sales of our products. In agriculture, in general, people were just, you know, they they were kind of back to the basics, you know, getting getting the agriculture raw products, taking them to their own kitchen, preparing them. So farming was, in the States, overall, we had a good year. And we went into the, not knowing what to expect. Like everyone else in the world, I mean, who knows what's actually going to happen. And so... yeah and then the, the winery was down about 15 percent overall year-end and you know we we had to completely shut down for a while and then we were allowed to have to go and then we were allowed to have 50% half, half capacity, capacity half yeah. capacity on, on inside yeah outside was we have a it's right next to the orchard so people okay. can meander around the yard that was kind of business as usual except mm-hmm. for the face mask and all that kind of stuff but um, it was a roller coaster ride, and it, um, it turned out to be way better than what we anticipated. So
0: OK, so. And what were the, the main products that you were producing on the farm?
1: Well, we start out the year with, with um, flowers. We okay. have greenhouses, and then uh, our, our main products, are, you know, strawberries, cherries, uh, peaches, We do a lot of sweet corn, apples, hence the apple juice that make we make wine out of you fun. know and then we have a vineyard uh what else pears
2: you yeah. pretty much hit all of our main
1: yeah the main, main crops. crops we have cherries are the number one crop we live uh just north of traverse city which is considered the cherry capital
0: of the world so
1: that's so really some nice
0: cherry wines oh, yeah. very, nice. oh yes. very nice yes very nice cherry yes. Wine. Yes. So if you're, yeah. if you're ever in that maybe you could tell them where you, where your farm is so if anyone is ever in that area yeah. or anyone who wants to travel to the u.s because yeah. we have a lot of people who are not yeah. from the U.S. listening to us also and they want to go yeah. to a farm. I've been there my whole life. It's a beautiful area. It's uh, lots of water. It's on the west
1: um, coast of the lower peninsula of Michigan, on Lake Michigan. And it's called um, Traverse City, is the cherry capital of the world. We're located in Elk Rapids, uh, just north of there, 10, 15 miles north. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right so, on yeah, the coast. So can't our, miss it.
2: Yeah, our farm and the cider house that we have. We call it a cider house, but we do wine and cider. Uh, they're under two different names. It's just our family name, Alton and Orchards, is the orchard, and the cider house is called Townline Cider Works, which is just relatively new and it's doing good. We do yeah. like canned
0: ciders, ciders on tap, and wine. Okay yeah, okay. yeah, Yeah. And you mentioned that you're doing flowers. I don't know if you know that Ecuador. Is one of the largest uh, producers of of roses in the world Um, the high stem roses the long stem roses and they say that it's because we're on the equator line they grow straight up Um, (laughs) that's what makes them grow straight up and strong because the Sun is directly above yeah so I do not know if you when you're going through your journey now in Ecuador you might see quite a few greenhouses producing flowers
1: yeah yeah I have I did know that and I know a lot of our Clippings that we transplant come from this part of the of the world. So,
0: okay, interesting, interesting. Interesting. What has been some of the thoughts that you've had about what you would like to? As now we have the trolley going by, (laughs) and all the background and all this background noise. So we're gonna look at that. And there were some teenagers playing music earlier. Exactly, but we're but we're still going. (laughs) so, So. Okay, what have been some of the thoughts that you've had about what you'd like to get out of this trip, or what, um, have you had? What, what have you thought about when you thought, hmm, "I'm going to go to Ecuador and go on this trip"? What some of the thoughts that you had on that? Well, like, I, you know, it's kind of like
1: uh, going into the spring of of 2020. You know, there's a lot of unknowns, but um, you know, I've done, uh, I've talked to Alec, my son, a lot about it, and um, also. Um, what to you know what to expect on our trip right now we're kind of in maybe the more of a cultural aspect of the trip and you know we're going to go up to and do some hiking and make potentially some uh, biking and water activities you know so I think uh, as we talked about the schedule this trip I said let's go to the mountains let's do the that work first you know the 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 high altitude that kind of (laughs) stuff and then you know we'll spend the last couple days on on the beach so you know we're going to take we're going to try to fit as much in as we can in the in the 10 days that we're here 11 days that we're here i can see right now that we need to come back to really spend more time this area there's just so much to see and so much to to accomplish to really
0: appreciate the country so we'll be back Okay. And Ekero will love to have you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. What if, have you thought about, you know, you, you're you're now the, sorry, I'm talking to the sun now. Okay. <laughs> People can't see us. Huh? So you're the one that's leading. You're the lead. You're the guide. What were some of the objectives that you would like to get from this trip from with your father?
2: Wow. Yeah. I spent a month here last time yeah. and it's still not long enough to do all the things that they offer here. But there are some things that I'm repeating. There's some destinations that I want to see again and show my dad just because they're amazing. You gotta see these things. But there were some like regrets and holes of my kind of my circuit around Ecuador that I I missed out on some things that I really wanted to do and I didn't have enough time. So one of them is just like hiking around a really high crater lake and called Kilatoa. And I told my dad that that was my biggest regret of not doing it the first time. It's just this beautiful hike, and so I'm trying to make a good mix of it. I'm trying to show him, like, the parts that I really, really enjoyed that I need to show him Mm -hmm. and some things that I missed so I can make it a little selfish, you know, but, you know, (laughs) he gets to experience them with me for the first time. So that's just kind of my, like, broad-spectrum plan.
0: Well, I think that idea of regret, let's not say regret. Let's just say it always, what are the drawing points that will bring us back to a place? Uh, Because there's so much that we'll never be able to cover everything anytime we go anywhere in most places in the world. My last question, I'd just like for each of you to maybe... Give a point to the audience where it could either be a learning experience, you've just started your trip now, so you don't maybe there's not that much learning experience right now, but just a general thought about travel and last words. Last or, words, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, my advice would be just do some research, it's easy to do nowadays, and just do it. Just go. Um, you know, I'm 52 years old, I've never been out of North America, and uh, There's so much to see so many people around the world that um, they're basically, you know, they're all the same. They're just trying to live, take care of their families. And, uh, you know, I just say do it because you got to live.
0: I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that the game of travel and how people travel is just completely different and we'll sense the pandemic hit, really. Mm -hmm. And I know that, like, I felt... Oh, I I felt like I was missing out on so many things by not traveling on my, you know, when I usually get out and travel during the winter. So I was just like sitting there sad at home and I know that so many other people have been affected by the coronavirus in a bad way. And, you know, one of the first things that they want to do when they're done the pandemic and they're able to travel is do it and do it safe. And that should be your primary concern, but you shouldn't be held back by you know, saying that, oh, I'll save up some more money and I'll do it in two years' time. You know, like, now is the time to do it because I I thought that I would be, you know, that I would want to save up and get a corporate job after university. But I decided to travel and I do not have a single regret, you know. I've traveled to so many cool places and it's kind of just fed my urge to to travel more and mm-hmm. do more things. And, yeah, you don't want to get to the end of your life and live with regret. Okay. And so yeah just just go and do it but do it the right way. Do it do it safe and know that one day we can travel again and we'll have a new status quo and hopefully it's one that will include the
0: freedom to travel. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well that's our time for today and I will definitely at some point catch up with you guys again uh, so we will keep in touch because I want to hear how this turns out the end of your out of your trip and then I hear that when you're finished here you're going to a beach house for a couple of days that's where <laughs> that's where we get to prove to mom that we're still alive <laughs> No mom they'll be fine I promise I'll send them back safely okay uh, thanks Tony. Thank you for listening in. Hope you enjoyed the show. The contact information for both of my guests will be found on our podcast notes. Also in the podcast notes is a link on how you could donate to the show. All contributions will be gratefully appreciated. Please don't forget to subscribe to any one of your podcast providers so you get all the updates as soon as they come in. Bye for now and please stay safe.